Hello, my friends. I am looking forward to sharing this episode with you. I invited Sarah Miller, a self-care coach for women and mothers, to come on the podcast and share more about how we can be proactive with our self-care, as well as a little bit of reactive when life doesn't go the way things are planned. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. And if you are struggling with any feelings of overwhelm, um, anxiety, guilt, not being able to accomplish what you want, those are all symptoms that self-care is needed in some form or fashion. So inside this episode, we talk all about kind of finding the balance of, you know, how do you take care of yourself in different seasons of life? How do you approach this subject of self-care that has all different definitions by different people and what that can look like specifically for your life. So I hope you really enjoy this episode and I'm going to let you dive right in. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. I'm so excited to share our guest with you guys today. This is, I am here with Sarah Miller, a self-care coach. I'm really excited to get this conversation kicked off. So before we dive in, Sarah, will you just tell us a little bit more about you and and what, what is a self-care coach? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I guess I have been creating content online for several, 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 several years. I'm currently hosting the self-care lifestyle podcast. Um, and I've been talking about self-care and mental health online for the majority of that time. Um, as far as what a self-care coach is, I mean, I work one-on-one with clients. I create content online. I have currently launching my first group coaching program, but basically we work through, identifying self-care that is really effective and sustainable for every individual. It's something that is unique to you and really just fills your cup so that you're not feeling so overwhelmed. You're not feeling so anxious and you feel more at balance and at 
not at ease, but more nourished in, in your day-to-day life. So that's kind of what I teach. Yeah. And, you know, we were kind of talking before about how self-care is a little bit of a, a funny topic because it, it, it comes with a lot of different definitions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I really wanted, I wanted, this episode's going to come out in the middle of the summer. And I was just thinking it's a time where a lot of moms, you know, are home with children mm-hmm. that aren't normally home all the time. And sometimes it's just a little bit more chaotic. I don't know. It is a little bit more at my house. And I just kind of thought it would be cool to kind of have some ideas for like strategies for Mm self-care. But before we dive into that, how do you identify when self-care is needed? Like where's the, where's the, like the baseline of self-care in my lifestyle versus you know, going to get a massage, right? Like how do you differentiate? Like, how would we know if we needed a self-care coach or needed to work on that? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I guess I'll start for that question. I think starting with my own journey with self-care, I think is a good starter (laughs) for that. So I personally have struggled with generalized anxiety disorder for years and years and years. Um, And that was something that triggered this thought of trying to care for myself because what had happened was this was like, I guess my freshman year of college, it really just, this is how I ended up getting diagnosed, but I experienced an immense amount of anxiety and overwhelm. And it got to the point where it was holding me back from everything. It was holding me back from friendships. It was holding me back from really like I was missing classes. I was struggling to adjust and it was just frustrating. It was infuriating. Honestly, there was a lot of anger that came from that exhausting sense of overwhelm and anxiety. And I was depressed and I was just lots of negative emotions, emotions happening. And ultimately I managed it with medication at the get-go, but I also knew that that wasn't going to be the only thing that supported me. I could support myself in other ways. And I started this journey of just discovering different ways to be able to support myself because I was, you know, on my own at that point, I was alone and I had to figure out what that looked like for me as an adult, you know, an 18 year old, but, um, (laughs) so I guess I would say to, to answer that question more articulately, um, how, you know, you need that support with self-care could be overwhelm. It could be anxiety. It could be that when you try to practice your self-care, you feel like you aren't filling your cup. It could be that, you feel like you feel guilty when you're taking that time for yourself. There's a lot of different things we can, that I work through there with clients. But um, I think going back to that definition of self-care question is also really important in that um, discussion of how do I know I need self-care? Because people have these very extreme views of what self-care is. I find online generally, 
especially in the like mental health community versus the non-mental health, more lifestyle community, kind of those two segments I've had one foot in. <laughs> and on one extreme you hear, oh, you know, bubble baths and massages and face masks, that's not self-care. It's drinking water and it's eating or like nourishing your body, da, da, da. it's exercise, it's therapy. Then on the other end, you're, it's like, oh, you know, the, just the fun stuff, the massages, the, 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 I guess, floofy stuff is how I would describe it. Um, and it's not either. That's the thing. It's not black and white. And that's what I'm really passionate about talking about. And that it's about striking this balance between the two, about still being really aware of those basic needs and making sure you can meet them and that you're aware of what your needs are but also still enjoying yourself because sometimes you need that, I guess, fun, <laughs> easy, light um, self-care that's not, that's more, I guess, luxurious feeling. Um, so if you're, if you're struggling with that relationship of like, I don't know what self-care is to me, that's, that's another area that I think is a good indicator that you need some work on your relationship with self-care if you don't have any idea, if you feel like one extreme is not, if you're kind of in that black and white space. Yeah. Did I answer the question? (laughs) And I kind of think of it like this, where sometimes the way that our need for self-care manifests is through a symptom. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned a bunch of symptoms, right? Overwhelm, anxiety, guilt. And so I, I think it'd be kind of cool to, to, connect those together. Like, Oh, ding, I'm feeling overwhelmed. That means there's an element of self-care needed here. Yes. Right. That's the connection that we're making. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we talk a lot about around here, especially with emotional eating is, and meeting your emotions, right? This, this comes full circle here because we talk so much about emotional eating here and not getting your needs met, your emotional needs met. And we talk about two different areas of our needs getting met proactively, like before the thing happens and to hopefully prevent the thing from happening Mm -hmm. and reactive self reactive, um, care, right. When, when you didn't expect something or when you just felt the emotion, like it came in and we've got to, we've got to figure that out. So can we walk through some strategies for women to recognize that there is a need for proactive self-care and what might that look like? And then from there, I'd like to kind of flow into what do we do in reactive mode? Yeah. I love that because my story is very much, I started in that reactive place and had to learn to be proactive. So to me, what being proactive looks like is habits, it's rhythms, it's having this self-care really built into your daily flow of what happens in your day. Um, And that can look like a lot of different things for different people, but um, just a few like ideas to kind of get your, get your wheels turning. This could look like putting on music while you're doing the dishes. This could look like taking 60 extra seconds to do like a candlelit shower versus just like rushing through getting in the shower and like doing your thing and being done. Um, this could look like 
being really intentional about bringing movement into your day. There's a lot of different ways to bring those little self-care moments into your day-to-day life. And I think that's what's a key piece here with that proactive piece, as well as that piece of like, it's so busy, every day is hectic. How do I bring those little moments in? I don't have the time. It's thinking about it as a moment. You don't need five hours to do your self-care. You can take 30 seconds. You can take 20 minutes. You could, whatever time you have, there's something that you can do in that moment to recognize your needs and meet them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that you said that. And I, I kind of wrote down this idea of it's about creating the emotion you want to feel versus letting the emotion happen to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm famous for being the person that's like the 20 second shower. Cause that's all the time I made for myself. Situation. <laughs> and, you know, in that moment, you're sort of letting, you're letting that emotion of rush, Panic. I guess, yeah. um, take over when you were saying, well, maybe you could just step into this idea of like, how can I create this emotion, even if I don't have that much time, right? Like practicing the self-care. And one of the things that I do for my self-care, so I don't lose my mind, I can't stand to clean the kitchen because I feel like I do it a hundred times a day. (laughs) And so by the end of the night, like my evening kitchen cleaning is I'm, I've got a podcast in my ear because I cannot get it done unless mm-hmm. I have something else going on. And so I, yeah. I was thinking like self-care is, is kind of also about like helping you get through some of the tasks that you have to do, but you can create the emotion you want or the experience that you want even during that time. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought up the tasks that you feel like you have to do, because I think that sometimes that element of self-care gets lost because sometimes self-care is doing the the things that you do not want to do. Sometimes it is the therapy. Sometimes it's the exercise. Sometimes it's cleaning the kitchen (laughs) and caring for that physical environment so that you're preparing yourself for the next day so that you're not overwhelmed, but it sucks in the moment. You don't want to do it, but it's good for your future self, right? Um, So being able to make it easier, lowering that barrier to entry and coming at it from that mindset of I am like taking care of my future self versus this is a chore that I have to do. And I will say, I hate cleaning the kitchen and my husband cleans the kitchen. I cook. He does the, he does all the cleaning. (laughs) I don't do it. Um, but just having that little mindset shift can be really beneficial in being proactive. I think being building this mindfulness about the t- around the tasks that you're doing um and changing that relationship with the things that maybe you know ultimately when it's done you feel so much better right um especially if you're somebody who's sensitive to to c- continue on the environment example if you're somebody who's sensitive to your environment to things being cluttered or not clean and you need that space to feel safe and good for your mental health, for your just well-being. Um, yeah, it's just kind of important to lower that barrier and make it 
feel good. So I think the podcast example, listening to a podcast, listening to music is a great one. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I love to mow the lawn because it's like, if I walk slow enough, I can do it. And about, it takes me about an hour mm-hmm. and it's my podcast time. Like, you know, I, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts clearly, but, yeah. um, it, but it's like one of those things, normally someone would see um, mowing the lawn as a chore and I love it. I am like, yes, I will do that because I have got an hour of uninterrupted time to myself. And mm-hmm. like, that's a self-care thing. I'm getting a chore done while also doing something for myself. Yeah. So yeah. Go ahead. what would you then say for reactive? Like, let's say we're just, you know, in the situation of overwhelm, I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. I feel chaotic, like going and getting massage is not going to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Breathing for five minutes feels like when you just kind of get to that space of like, we're in a reactive mode. What are your strategies for, for getting yourself back? Yeah. So I think that this, this is something that I personally have a really specific routine for. And I would say it, it works across the board for those like bad mental health days, those moments where you're really overwhelmed, those um, low spoon days, if you're familiar with spoon theory. Um, So my personal thing is finding this balance between pushing yourself just a little, but still giving yourself grace. So for me, that routine usually looks like getting out of bed, getting my butt out of bed, which is sometimes on those days that are really hard, those bad mental health days where depression is a struggle, where you're just, that function is difficult, or you really are just so overwhelmed and in that panic mode and not even, don't even know where to start. I like to start with a hot shower. That's my thing, but it may be something different for somebody else, but I'll I'll go through mine and we can kind of talk about what those things do for me personally. So for me, it's this like physical representation of rinsing away all the just crap. And also just, it's this like great transitional period. So it's also something I like to do when I'm like about to take time off of work. It's like the end of that work day before time off, I'm going to go immediately jump in the shower and give myself that transition. It's kind of this kick in the butt that I need to just feel refreshed. From there, I like to put on clothes that feel comfortable, that feel good on my body, that don't feel restrictive, but also don't feel like dirty and gross where I don't feel good. Um, And from there, usually trying to feed myself, trying to drink some water. Usually I start with coffee because that's the most manageable thing for me first on those tough days. And then I'll go into, okay, now I need to actually feed myself and drink water. (laughs) Um, And it's just about starting to meet these very, very basic needs first, starting somewhere um, so that you can keep slowly working your way up. during these days, I also try to bring in some other element of self-care, whether that is taking some quiet time or taking some time to like dance it out to some punk rock because that's, that's my thing. But I think it's just this balance of 
taking it slow and having these tools in your kit, in your self-care kit, this, you know, imaginary thing, (laughs) um, not imaginary, but this non-tangible, non-tangible self-care kit. There you go. Um, so having this thing that you go back to these self-care things that, you know, work for you. Um, but if you don't know yet, I I do really like my little checklist. I do have a a freebie that I can share for that too, that kind of walks through exactly what I do and what I recommend. Um, that is a great starting point that you can adjust along the way as you get to know your needs better. Because the more that you practice that self-care, the more that you try things, the more that you tune into your, to your emotional state, to your physical body, the more you're aware of what's working and what's not um, so that you can adjust because it's the same thing is not going to be for everybody. So for instance, meditation, hate it, cannot do it. It is not my thing, but some people it is great. It works really, really well for them. And it's just, it's different for every person. Um, And it's just about building that, that mindfulness. Yeah. We talk a lot around here about meeting yourself where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you shared is like recognizing that you're going to have good and bad days and it's okay to meet yourself where you are on both of those days. So on the rough, rougher days, tougher days, um, you know, we double down on yeah. the self-care, right? We do things that will nourish our body to essentially help us return to the better days, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I always think about when you get sick, what do you do when you get sick? You, what should you do when you get sick? You should rest, drink fluids, try not to eat a bunch of junk, like yeah. help your body recover. And I guess that's, that's kind of what, you know, as we've been talking, the, maybe that's the definition of self-care is helping your body return to optimal like or helping Mm -hmm. your body you know like find optimal or find fulfillment in your lifestyle and when you get off it's all about that realigning realigning back and these are the strategies that will help you get there yeah exactly and I think it's important to remember that Sometimes you have to realign because of you had an off day. Sometimes you have to realign more drastically because you've had a big life transition. So for instance, going from no kids to having kids or from, you know, working full time to being a stay at home mom, there's so many different life phases and those changes are going to change your self-care. It's going to change how it fits into your day. It's going to change what's effective, but it's also going to change what's sustainable because what was sustainable for me is a single woman, like without kids who worked from home. And like, as if I was freelancing from working from home and not doing, it was, I was in control of my schedule. I could do whatever I wanted to do for self-care to working full-time and then having, having a, my son at it's drastically different. I don't have as much control over my time. Um, and that's where those little moments really become important because when you have less time, you still got to fit in that self-care. And I would argue that oftentimes the busier you are, the more you need it um, because it doesn't come as naturally when you're 
running around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite, um, kind of like self-care moments. I just was thinking about like, what do I like to do? That's just something I look forward to that helps me with those moments. Cause I'm also a mother and it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very different. And I love to have a little like treat mm-hmm. when it's quiet time for my kids. So when they are, you know, like watching a show or, you know, we're unfortunately mm-hmm. we're out of naps now, which I'm still trying to work <laughs> through this, this, I'm just trying to work through this idea of like, oh, we're not napping anymore. So like, you're still awake and, but she does okay. And so I just, I'm like, I look forward to now that it's summer, I just love to just go out on the patio. Sometimes I'll take my lunch out there. Like I'll wait to eat lunch until it's quiet time if I want. Mm -hmm. And I'll always just like have like these little, I have like little tiny chocolates from Costco or like bark things or, you know, and I just, I look forward to that and it like creates that um, enjoyment for me. So I would love to hear if you have any, like a couple of those that you do that are fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one that I really like is the candlelit shower that I mentioned earlier. That's something I recently started doing where when I feel like I really need to like reset, we've got these like just battery powered, like not actual flame, (laughs) flame candles that, you know, easier, cheaper on the budget. Um, I'll just put it out around the bathroom and I'll usually end up turning a podcast on and I'll take my shower like that versus just like doing the shower to get clean, doing the shower to find a place of rest. Um, I'm trying to think of some other good examples of that, that I do. Um, walking the dog is something that living in Texas in the summer, I do not enjoy very much. It's really, really hot. Um, but year round, it's a lot better, (laughs) but in the summer I'll still do the podcast thing because I'm a podcast listener too, or I'll even just go and be in the quiet of doing that, of being outside of moving, um, and allowing myself to slow down for a second um, and disconnect from work for a second, you know, and striking this balance between rest, um, and life, I guess, and finding these little restful moments in my day versus feeling like I have to just go, go, go through my entire day and wait till the end to crash. And then just like Netflix and binge on, ice cream or wine or whatever it is that you get to the end of your day, those little moments can happen throughout your day, even working full time, even in motherhood, you can find tiny little things. I'm working with a client currently who works in an office a lot of the time. So one of the things that she and I talked through was, oh, there's actually some pretty areas outside near her office that she can go and take her lunch and do do her lunch outside or go into a a different room in the office to like get away from her desk and have this moment of rest um, and disconnect. So it's just finding ways to integrate that into your routine. Yeah. I just keep, the word pockets keeps coming up for me. Look for the pockets. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Look for the pockets. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, this has been such a fun discussion. I, I feel like it's lighthearted and it was, you know, it gave some strategies and some ideas and some like, okay, how do I approach this from a proactive space? How do I approach it when I'm, you know, in reactive mode? 
So mm-hmm. thank you so much. Will you share with us how can how can our listeners get connected with you and and you know learn more about self-care? Sure. So um I'm gonna add that freebie, that bad mental health days kind of routine um to this page, but there's also a own yourself own your self-care starter kit on this page. So it's the self-care.life backslash wow um for women of wellness. <laughs> Um, I was like, I don't want to type this, make it easier. So, um, you can find those there. Those are free to download. I hope those are helpful. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at Sarah strives, which is S A R A S T R I V E S, which is a remnant of my old blog from years and years ago. Um, but I've stuck with it. So those are the best places to find me. I would say, um, so yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. We'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes and thank you again for spending some time with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.